Thanks for tuning in to Mining Matters. Hi, I'm Neville Judd from Hexagon Radio. Finding talented workers is a challenge in any industry. Advancements in technology are changing the skill sets needed in mining. Here to discuss how technology can attract new talent to the mining industry are Hexagon's Mining Division CTO, Rob Dorr, and Director of the Geotechnical Center of Excellence Lowell Institute for Mineral Resources, Dr. Brad Ross. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Neville. You bet. Glad to have you here. So, um, uh, Brad, I'd like to start with you uh, um, for some perspective on this topic. You, you, you and Rob have uh, a long background in mining. How has technology changed the industry since you started, Brad? Wow, that's a that's a question that makes me feel kind of old, actually, Neville. <laughs> um, when, when I started, it, it was just the dawn of the computer age, and so it hadn't really hit mining yet. And so we did all of our all of our planning and all of our work manually. So uh, instead of using a computer, we we drew out the plans on paper. Uh, we we did our we did our uh, 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 calculations and everything on spreadsheets with tables and and uh, and typed in our manually handwritten uh, notes uh, for reports. So you know it's changed completely, right? Uh, from from a very manual world to today, it, it's it's just completely different the way that we do our work. Uh, and I might say a lot better that the the concept of the good old days really doesn't apply. I don't think. Right. I was going to say that must make you appreciate some of the and uh, some of the advancements. I imagine a lot of time saved in a lot of different processes. It does. Yeah. Uh, now, Rob, I know I knew you grew up on a farm, but uh, you got into mining some time ago. What What's your perspective? Yeah, I think completely agree. I think it's really transformed from that. Uh, manual phase into more digital world um, and with that has come sort of speed of doing our jobs um, you know increase the accuracy of where we've been able to um, work in the mining industry and I think you know with the additional sort of sensors analytics um, the way that we we consume and process information today has really enabled us to target those three key areas of you know um, increasing productivity, reducing our costs, and you know, really focusing on safety and what we can do there. Um, I think technology as well for mine has really been able to um, transform the mining industry in, in the fact that you know, open pits are now bigger, equipment is bigger, with um, you know, those sorts of advancements in, in the actual machinery itself. Um, but whilst you know, that's in the open pit, and then we can even look at the underground and we've probably got, been able to go smaller and more nimble uh, more nimble and really targeted it in our way that we can mine. And I think that has a huge impact on the ore bodies that we can mine, and especially those marginal types of uh, mines. Um, and so I think it's really opening up opportunities for us to be able to explore new areas, mine new types of deposits, and really continue to advance the mining industry to make it a competitive industry. Um, in amongst a, a sea of other sort of primary industries out there. So, Rob, what are the hexagon technologies um, that are creating new roles in mining or adapting to new roles in mining? Yeah, I think that that's the 
key point there, Nev. I don't think we're necessarily creating new roles. We're really transforming uh, existing roles into um, looking at different aspects of the mining value chain now. So a few of the key ones I think off the top of my head would be looking at within the survey world. I think your traditional surveying role has really transformed over the years from someone who used to be you know, behind the, the total station and picking up points and out in the field quite a lot um, to now we've got a lot of automated technologies and drones and other types of uh, tech that we can use. So this kind of transition from a surveying role into more of a, a spatial officer looking at the digital twin ecosystem and managing that data and leveraging that information from there. I think if we look at the geotech side of things, we're really not just looking at wall deformation, but now moving more into hazard management. So how do we actually take that data and transform it and use it in the industry or in the mine itself to keep people safe? Um, and then you look all the way down into sort of operators and you know, you know, moving more and more towards that autonomous technology stack. I think um, no longer are they actually sitting in the cab, but they're sitting in the air conditioned rooms with remote control capabilities and monitoring capabilities. So I think they're just a few of the technologies that, that Hexagon's providing that are really helping transform some of those roles in that industry. When you think about it, it's not just in the office anymore. It's now sitting at home doing the work. You know, with COVID, that's one of the things that we've seen with COVID is that the technology that we have really changes where we can work and how we do it. So it, it's pretty amazing change, actually. The thing that impresses me most about that is um, how quickly or how rapidly we've adopted that change to be able to really push out that. And I think that's a testament to the way or where mining industry is headed. Well, you know, I, I think it, it has a lot to do with, you know, having gone through the Bingham Canyon main fair, huge crisis and crisis situations actually change the speed that that things happen, right? And and uh, I think that certainly is the case the past six months. We've, we've changed a lot of things that probably would have taken us years, if not decades, to change in reality. Yeah, I, I remember you telling me, Brad, that um, the other thing that you observed, or among many things you observed at, at uh, Bingham Canyon uh, back in 2013, was just the level of maturity, the acceleration of maturity among um your staff in rising to to the challenge there. Um, there's, I, I'm thinking there's probably parallels um, between a crisis like that and then this rather extended uh, crisis we're going through now. Yeah, I, I think that's very true, Neville. I, I think there's a lot of lot of corollaries there. For sure. So, Brad, which um, I mean, you you have a view across all the. Um, technology companies out there and the technological advancements. Which jobs do you think will change or need to be created because of these recent technological advancements? Well, I, I, it'd probably be easier to list the the jobs that do not change, right? Just right. just like us going into the computer age uh, from when I very first started. Basically, every job has changed. And that's gone over 40 years since, I, since I've been in the industry. I think over the next few years, 10 years, we'll see as much change in the difference in jobs as we've seen in the last 40 years. And, and it'll be things such as, as there's gonna be 
instead of having a having a uh, expert now on IT helping people uh, do their jobs and uh, have their tools, you're now going to have the AI expert that that is is actually different. It's it's not just about the technology. It's it's also about how we think of how to use the technology that that they're going to help us do. And so you're going to see a lot of different jobs that that are going to be all about leveraging the technology. And so things such as, you know, I went from uh, writing my reports and, and having a manual spreadsheet to now we're going to have uh, individuals, all of us are going to be using AI, for instance, or uh, the different technologies uh, as part of our daily work, but we need those guys that can help us leverage and change into those modes and think differently than we ever have before. So I think there's going to be a large group of people that that will be in that kind of category, and, and we may think of them as AI, but but they're actually they're actually cultural change agents at the end of the day. Uh, but all of our jobs will change, and and so whether you're a mining engineer that you know, we used to always go into the office every day and all of a sudden we're working at home from more often. Uh, whether, uh, as Rob mentioned, the, 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 uh, the surveyor, well, that's also going to change. The, the use of drones and the other types of technologies will change their jobs. Operators in the pit, their job will change because it'll be, you know, not only will you have autonomous equipment, but you'll also have the support equipment that will help them do small tasks and take a lot of the repetitive nature out of it. And so, so I don't think it's a question of, of which jobs will change. I think it's all jobs will change from exploration all the way to sales. So on that, I have a question for you there, Brad, as well. With the, um, the advent of all of these different technologies, and I think... Um, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head of some of the underlying technologies like AI and things like that. We still, the perception I get is we still need to have a focus on the workflow from end to end of what we're trying to actually achieve. So, you know, I think we've always had a traditionally a very siloed approach in mining with geologists and, and engineers and operators and the plant and everything else. And with these sorts of technologies and tying this together, do you see a, a transformation in the way that we actually tackle this uh, as well? Sure. Yeah. No, that that's actually a great point, Rob. Is is uh, uh, there'll be a lot more integrations of disciplines, right? What we see now already is that uh, hydrologists in the geotechnical world, it's not just geotechnical engineers. It's the hydrologists. It's the soil mechanics engineers, etc. And what the technology will do is the technical understanding will be kind of underlined with the AI and other those technologies. The people that are going to succeed are the ones that can integrate all those together. And it's going to be much easier to do that because you'll be able to ask questions in a, in a more, uh, not a technical question or anymore. It's, it's actually just a philosophical question, and, and you'll actually be able to get data and information from a variety of sources instead of having to be an expert in each one of those. And that's what, one of the things that AI is going to 
uh, really help us do is to integrate a lot of that information more than we ever have before. Yeah, I think we're really looking at it as a, uh, from, my, from Hexagon point of view, is creating that more holistic view across those workflows or those personas. So how can we take, you know, for instance, a drill and blast, everything from the drill hole, um, from sampling with grade control through to the right explosives to, you know, actually blasting it, movement, fragmentation, diggability, all the way through to processing and actually um, be able to optimise that whole workflow. So almost um, the full full workflow optimization, I guess, yeah. Yep. And so you, you actually think about it, so it, it becomes to a point where uh, instead of a manager trying to get information from a lot of different individuals, uh, you'll have people that will have all of that information at their fingertips, and they'll be able to interrelate and interconnect that information and data uh, much simpler. Uh, it's, it's more of just asking for it in the future versus finding that expert that can put it together for you. And that will change a lot. That the optimizations that we'll be able to do uh, will be phenomenal. I would imagine for you, Rob, a huge part of your job is actually nurturing an environment amongst your own staff to keep to keep talent coming through to stay ahead of the the advancements we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about new roles being created in 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 the industry, but that must also be incumbent on you to to keep that environment fresh within your your T and I team. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, 100%. I think, um, you know, we, a big part of what we do is listening to our customers and where they're heading and um, the technology that they want to foster in their own organisation is has a lot of similarities and parallels with what we do in the mining division. Um, so we are constantly looking at how um, our groups can collaborate, integrate, identify these workflows. Where does the data touch um, throughout the whole workflow of a particular persona, let's say. Um, and then how can we look at optimizing? And I think there is real potential for us to be um, truly innovative in there. And uh, as Brad said, I think that's gonna be another, the next big advancement is actually, once we start to think of, of some of these workflows in a more holistic approach, we'll identify a lot of areas for improvement. And, you know, we continually, um, get our people to go out to sites to find these challenges and, and really want to work with the clients out there to push the bounds on, on what we can achieve there. So Brad, as, as an educator, what do you think are the most important skills that students can develop to, to succeed in, in this new mining environment? Well, well, they actually fit really well with what Rob just talked about, actually. I, I, th I think there's, there's three things, three, three uh, critical areas that are not necessarily technical in nature in a lot of ways. The first one is be able to communicate, right? Uh, even though technology will give us the ability to do a lot of different things, if we can't actually communicate that well, then, then you can't actually make the change. And, and so we're, we're talking about a cultural change as much as we are a technical change. And, and so communications becomes even more important. And that communication, though, in this new world is not just the, the conversational and written. It's also the, the, the social media. And it's also you'll, you'll be able to communicate with 
with diagrams and ways that we've never been able to communicate before. So it's that visual communication, not just as a picture, but almost as a as a holographic communications that can explain things in ways that we've never been able to do before. So the communications becomes really critical for success in the future. And we've, we've talked about the second one a couple times, and that's the integration. You know, the integration of different data from different places, being able to ask the right questions from different from different groups, uh, or sometimes even having the right right vision where to go and almost having the information integrate behind that. Uh, and so so that integration of data, disciplines, uh, and, and even different companies uh, will become uh, a critical capability that we'll see in the future. And the technology will allow us to do that in ways that we've never, never been able to do before. And I think the, the third one that we probably don't uh, understand as well a lot of times is appreciate. Uh, we, we have to, in our industry, the people that can appreciate things such as the real risk facing us. This is an industry that's, that's large and that, that has hazards. And if we don't appreciate the risk that we face, uh, that can cause long-term problems that, that are really hard to overcome. We also have to appreciate the changes in our society. You know, we have different priorities. Our society has different priorities now than we've had before. Uh, we have to appreciate that that's going to change even faster than it has in the past. And if we don't appreciate that, then we're, we're always behind. And so things like social license to operate becomes really important. And, and so we have to appreciate those changes in priorities of society. How do we not only appreciate those changes, uh, how do we appreciate the importance of mining? So, so mining is foundational to our society as well. And if we don't really understand how we fit in society, we don't actually make the changes that we need to make before they're needed. So whether it's the different types of materials that are needed, different ways to mine, uh, different technologies that we can use, we need to understand, we need to appreciate what mining is and what it means to, to our entire civilization. So I think people that can do those three things, uh, communicate, integrate, and appreciate, I think they will be extremely successful. Thank you, Brad. Just a follow up for you, Rob. I mean, when you're hiring new talent to the to the TNI team, are there is there a, a specific criteria you have in mind, or certain priorities in in your own mind when you're looking at people to to potentially hire? Um, what do you typically look for? Um, yeah, I think well, obviously, some experience in the mining industry is a, a critical piece for mine. Um, so that I understand and, and can have that backbone on where they're wanting to push the industry um, in terms of the actual technology trends of where we're kind of seeing. Um, I think yeah, analytics is definitely a high priority area. Um, we're really seeing more in around the automation space. 
uh, which comes with a whole ecosystem of requirements for skill sets, right? It's not just about uh, robotics, it's not just about communications, there's also infrastructure um, in terms of the servers, there's cloud-based technology stacks, there's there's so many pieces that come into um, a, a lot of this technology that I think there is no um, one person fits all roles. It's about how we come together as a collective. And I think we've spoken about it quite a lot in this podcast already is breaking down those barriers and those silos and how we all work together in a much more uh, seamless way is definitely something that I look for in creating and building teams on the technology front. And I think even even historically, when I was working in the mining industry itself, it was um, on the mines themselves. I think that's it's no different, right? We really you're targeting how can you um, where are you wanting to go with your mine? What technologies are you wanting to adopt? And how can you leverage and maximise um, the return on investment in a lot of those technologies? And I think that's um, that's still true today as it was 20 years ago. Uh, and I think uh, it's just evolved in terms of what those roles actually are. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I think they're, they're, I think we have to really think about some different things, though, that as things change. You know, how do we actually go out and, and find that talent nowadays? Now, we, we kind of start thinking a little bit different in our industry. And, and, and maybe it's doing some different things that we haven't done in the past, uh, you know, sponsoring teams that do the do the drone racing or uh, finding those people that are really passionate about uh, whether it's the outdoors and, and so maybe maybe we start looking at groups that we we may not consider uh, minors uh, but they have skills that that we need and, and so that means that we have to, to reach them differently than we have in the past uh and and maybe some of that some of that is reaching people that uh live in different places you know that we you know the coronavirus has allowed us to kind of drop some barriers between areas uh geographically uh maybe we have to broaden our search at some times and we have to do some things that that uh, you know we have to look at our packages that we offer people there's there's things that people value differently now than than maybe in the past. You know, coronavirus is allowing us to work from home. Well, maybe that that needs to be part of the the work packages. Or a lot of people do want to travel. Maybe maybe uh, you know maybe we allow people we hire somebody that that they can work any place in the world and and you, we'll pay them to live in in uh, different fantastic parts of the world that that they can visit mines or whatever, but they're, they're doing work for, for, uh, for uh, mines or companies that are located half the world away. And so finding ways to give those people the things that they really are looking for, uh, the, the packages that we offer and how we, how we pay them and, and that we, we've kind of got to step back and relook at that differently than we have in the past. Yeah, I think a really good example of that that I've um, probably heard recently is really the um, convergence of the gaming world and the mining world. Yeah, so, you know, traditionally we've had operators who have sat in trucks and or underground for long periods of time, and now with the remote control technologies and things like that that um, are really enabling us out there, we can um, change the dynamic of these types of people who can operate this machinery and 
they're actually finding that that sort of background is a much better suited um, uh, skill set or learning think, curve. Uh, think, than, think of the mining engineer of the future. Maybe part of the package is whatever mining that you're working at, you have your own personal drone that has IR and, 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 and all the different types of ways to look at things and you can see things differently. But the package includes the, the a VR that you can stay at home and, and fly your personal drone around the mine whenever you want, right? So you know, it, it, there's just enablers, set different sensors now and different tools now that we've never thought about before that people may actually value. Interesting, uh, interesting thoughts that actually, I think, partially answer my my final question to you both, which was, um, can the technology itself be used to leverage uh, or or to recruit new talent? Is is there a way mining companies can can leverage technology to to recruit new talent? Um, Brad, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, well, absolutely. I, I think I think that some of the things that we mentioned, but I think it goes uh, uh, well beyond that. I think if you if you take a look at how we recruit right now, we still go on campus, but but now we're doing it so that it's done remotely. Uh, but but testing people in different ways that they don't even know that they're they're testing for aptitudes. Uh, you know, going to the to the drone races and sponsoring a team in the drone races, and and uh, maybe the winning team, you uh, maybe you hire the whole team, right, uh, to to uh, to do that, to do that same sort of work, only broaden it to a whole new new areas. So that technology is there that we can we can actually uh, find people that we've never found before. And I think also just how we approach people as well. You know, when I entered the mining industry, it was off a, a radio ad on the AM radio. Uh, whereas now today we have, you know, social media platforms and um, other ways to actually really engage. Uh, and I think this comes back to the social uh, responsibility and the way we actually engage uh, in other groups as well is, you know, what is mining and how do we educate people? And I think once people understand what it is there's a real uh, appetite to be able to be involved with that so i think leveraging that technology to actually broaden our communication out um, to people is really uh, assisting in there and i think as with the advent of new technologies we are going to attract different people as i mentioned before gaming sort of backgrounds to be able to come in and operate that people are then they can see that there's opportunity for them in that side of things. Um, and then I also think that industry plays a big part in the way that we can, from a technology point, engage in different groups. And I think we see a massive change in uh, the startup scene. We see, you know, hackathons, these where industry is really engaging with not just mining, um, other mining companies, but all sorts of different um, uh, groups out in the world from you know space to agriculture to everything else to see how we can adapt and adopt technology stacks over. So I think we've come a long way in the last three to five years on that. And I think that's only going to accelerate in how we can work as a collaboratively within and uh, outside of the, the mining industry itself. Yeah. 
Gentlemen, really appreciate your insights today. Thanks so much for, for joining us. Great, great fun. Thank, thanks, for, thanks for having us. You bet. It was a pleasure. A big thank you to our guests, Rob and Brad. For more information about today's topic, visit hexagonmining.com. And to listen to additional episodes of Mining Matters, visit hxgnspotlight.com. Thanks for tuning in.